Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swerf Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How is your weekend shaping up? Um, I am going to see my uh, my grandma yesterday, I guess, because mm-hmm. I've got Friday off, a rare Friday off. I know. How exciting. Yeah, going to go down to Margate, say hi to the gra- the G-Rents, mm-hmm. have two hours of repeating stuff I'd already said because didn't quite catch you the first time yep. there, Ollie. Explaining what you do for a living. Uh, no, I'm going to avoid that. I think I've got my strategy down. I'm going to say, hey, granddad, you've lived through a lot more financial crashes than me. What do you think is going to happen next year? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that will that will be two hours. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, fill up yeah, time. And then, yeah. we'll, then we'll go. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, the, the, I mean, the other thing I'm doing is going to someone's birthday party. Oh, that's someone. Is it someone <laughs> special? It's, yeah, there's just someone. There's someone all right. There's a massive dork. It's my birthday party uh, this coming weekend, uh, which I'm very, very excited for. Me and my wife have got lots of things planned. Mm. Um, we are having a big decorating evening on Friday night to get ourselves set up for Saturday. So all the DIY, all the Gargano and Champa is done on the house. My wife texted me today and said, do you know what I'm really looking forward to? And I said, what? She goes, Sunday. Because it's going to be the <laughs> first day in a long time where we haven't got to do anything. And that's true. And I yeah. suddenly thought, you're right, we haven't. I haven't got like a party to plan. I haven't got like a dinner party that we're hosting. I haven't got any DIY to do. It's literally, I don't have to do anything on Sunday. A woman to wed? No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I haven't got anything to do. Like, uh, so it's so going to be... had two years of just life haven't you yeah exactly adult life <laughs> and because i've got monday off that means i can oh, do wow. i've got all of sunday where me and my wife can just do stuff together i'm gonna pitch and then the... you can do all the fun stuff on monday <laughs> exactly right <laughs> i'm gonna pitch that we watch infinity war on sunday that's that's, good, that's my that's my shout feel feel like a trailer's coming soon well it was meant to be wednesday but that's been and gone mm. um it was meant to be last friday but that's been and gone as well so i'm at this point i'm like do you know what if it drops it's fine, but I'm not going to try and get myself excited for it because I'm, I mean, it, I'm going to say I'm not going to watch it, but <laughs> that is such like, that's a big, big promise that I definitely cannot yeah. keep. It's uh, if this was a Sony movie, we'd all be going, it's, 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 
it's, it's gone to hell. <laughs> There's no trailer yet. Have you seen how much Venom has made? It's ridiculous. Like 800 million. Tom Hardy's a draw. Isn't he just? Like, Crikey. I don't think that's on the Venom name. No. And it's, it wasn't really promoted like a Spider-Man film. No, it's Tom so Hardy maybe. Tom Hardy being a draw. Yeah. Maybe maybe someone maybe some people saw oh it's got Marvel. I recognize that red logo. Mm. But yeah, sorry, back to your Saturday oh, Sunday yes. Monday. So uh, Sunday I'm going to pitch me watch Infinity War and then uh, on Monday I think I'm going to play Resident Evil. And you haven't played speaking of Spider-Man. You still haven't played Yeah, I could always play Spider-Man. I'm going to have a to play that. I'm going to have a day of playing games. Mm. The other okay Oh, no, I'm going to do that tomorrow. We're going to, I'm going to try and do matches for Ramble Club on Friday during my working day yes. so that I'm not doing this on Monday yeah, on my yeah, day that's, off. That's a good idea. Yeah. Good uh, otherwise, then I'm just, otherwise, I'm working. I'm just doing it from home. Um, quick email here before we crack on with our main event, um, which is from Jaron Walker, who has sent in a girlfriend update. You may remember the Bullet Club t-shirt girl. Mm, attractive. Hey guys, it's been a while since I've given you an update about my relationship with that's the girl right, I met during sound, the... That sounded creepy when I just said attractive. That's why I was trying that's, to move past it. That's because Jared, Jared Walker, Jaron ja- Walker, he said that she, w- like the original email said, she was attractive for someone wearing a Bullet Club t-shirt, which yeah. we found very funny. Yes. Uh, things have been going great. We've been together for several months now, wow. and I recently bought tickets to take her to WrestleMania that I'm going to surprise her with this Christmas. And it all started with me telling her a little silly e- about a silly little email about two uh, guys across the world read out on a podcast. Thanks, guys. I think, yeah, don't get your hopes up, everyone else, because I doubt we're going to make many romantic matches. Hey, we might do. But we've, done, we've got one. We're one for one. Exactly. And we saved the marriage, didn't we? Uh, yes, with the and jogging. The that's jogging right. With the, the, jog, the jogging. Yeah. Mm. So actually, really, we're very good. We're basically we're the Jeremy Kyle of mm. the wrestling world. Someone did tweet me the other day saying that your discussion about uh, mushroom risotto is the most middle class thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, so I've decided wrestle ramble. Just another middle class wrestling podcast. <laughs> so should we do our should yes. we do our big thing right now? Let's so you this. may remember, uh, viewers and <clears throat> listeners rather, uh, that we got sent a care package from uh, Niccolo from Italy, and I think that one of our pledge hammers uh, got and thought about this and thought, hey. I might send something as well. Mm. And they did do. So thank you very much, Marcel. Your question's going to be answered in the show. But he has it's sent us he has sent us a big, big box oh, that arrived. Uh, let's let's dive into this. Oh so God. first up, he has sent us a print. He actually did this uh, a few a little he while back. He sent this on Twitter. Yeah, this is great. It is some artwork that he has done with us, almost like the the uh, the it crowds, mm. like pixel art, and it's us uh, from our wrestling media con dance performance. I would say that's one of the highlights of my life, not just this year. That's nice to have it done like that. I was thinking we put this up because I. Sorry, oh, sorry. What's the chap's name? Again? Marcel. Marcel. I accidentally opened this thinking it was something else. So I've seen two things in here. Yeah. This being one of them. What's the other thing you've seen? Uh, this. Okay. What's which this? Which is like a vegan malta <gasps> maltashin. Maltashin. Let's have a look. It looks like a ravioli. Maltashin. Yeah, it does look like ravioli, doesn't it? Uh, but I'm thinking about putting this on the on our on our front door. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's a really good shout. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I must have translated that off this front door. So I'm just going to dive in here. There's so much stuff. (gasps) Chocolate. Yes, I've just picked up chocolate biscuit type things, and I bloody love chocolate biscuit things like like that. This is going to. So this is all from Germany. Kunstbrickus. They've got funny names. I've got Kunstberflix. Kunstberflix and yogurt. Let's have some now. (laughs) I'm going to have a bit now. 
I'll, oh, let's not open too much, but no. I'll, so I'll have some of yours. Yeah, it's God, in. We've got a lot of the 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 Gellers Mottenstotten. Oh no, that's different. Oh, thank you. Oh, checking off tastes. That's a good chocolate. Oh yeah. Mmm. Oh no, fan of that, mate. I'm gonna miss all this when we leave the EU. Mm-hmm. Beer. I'm just seeing beer. Yep, there's beer there. Um. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, good. I think this is. Mm. Is this for like um, soda streams? It looks like you can make fizzy drinks out of it. <laughs> Just have water. That's when I say the soda streams. <laughs> Just have water. It's called grow up. <laughs> Ahoy, Brouse. Uh, Brouse pulver. Uh, there's Himbeer, orange, um, Zitron, Waldmeister, which I think is lime. You can have some more chocolate if you don't. Yeah, mind. I'm, yeah. Can you snap me off a bit? I'll just have this. Is that the bit you've touched with your mouth? No, I snapped it with, I snapped it with my hands. Um, oh, hello. Mm. I, was, I thought this was just... Um, I thought this was just bubble wrap, but it's actually holding something. I'm going to put it in your mouth, Luke. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I nearly dropped it. I'm really bad with chocolate. If it's chocolate in squares, I, d I feel like I have to have two. And I can't have three. Well, this is wrapped Laurie's very well. Laurie's just come in. Oh, hello, Laurie. Do you want some chocolate? Yeah, we've got... Oh, hell, look at this. Jesus Christ. This is Nuremberger. Um, I don't know what it is. Looks but like it's, it's, it looks like a, it might be a rum. It could be wine. So a lot do, of stuff here. We're going to be eating and drinking. Yeah. And not know what it is. It's like a Christmas drink. Can you oh. eat any German? I bet that's in cam. Um, this looks like it'd be really crispy stuff to oh, eat. Wow, there's a lot of... Not a beer. Mm -hmm. I guess it's Germany. Right. I don't know. I'm going to get this. Because this, this has got good foley. This has got the possibility of good foley on it. This is... They, they're like little crispy things. Um, they're called... Dorffemke. Femkel. Oh, they're hard. Oh, God. They're harder than... I was going to put loads of them in my mouth. Maybe I'll just do one. It's like a pork scratching texture. Oh, God. That's, that's very hard. What are you trying to do to us, Marcel? Oh, oh, that's that's a very hard. That's caught me by surprise. Yeah, I thought it would be crispier than that. Oh no! Is it pasta? Oh, pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Not my wait. Oh. Uncooked pasta. Read a packet. It's all just be edible. Well, I've got a. Oh, I've got a um, put the laptop off the thing. Oh, sorry. Put it out in here. <laughs> Oh I ate, I ate mine. Um, mm. Oh, that um, Ahoy Bros. He's also sent it in can form. So I'm gonna actually. Oh, hold up, hold up. Oh, good foley work. I can't tell if that's a, a G or an S. I can't believe I just ate tripods. Would you want to try something? Like that? Mm -hmm. It's in a green can. I um, I'm, I don't think I can tell you what flavour that is. Is it lime? Oh. Mm. It's like Blue it's like a uh, soda. Yeah, Quit, can, like so, like soda water. Soda. Yeah, it's that's not bad though. Oh, 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 oh! This one, this one, this one. So, a roasted breakfast drink. Can't get into this one. They're very well wrapped, Marcel. They are very well wrapped. Um, this chocolate's delicious. But I the, do the pasta though. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> somewhat, somewhat, 
The uncooked pasta is not for me. Might rub it over though. Yeah. This beer, so this is the Rothhouse Pills. You actually may have heard us talk about this in the Beer 52 advert, if you're a UK listener. This Rothhouse Pills, I had this at the weekend, is absolutely delicious. It's so tasty. That is an excellent beer. That is an excellent, excellent beer. You know what we should do? We should save all this beer. For the Christmas party. For, uh, for, for our Christmas Wrestle Ramble taping. Yes, good shout. Actually, that wine that um, Niccolo got us is still here, so we can uh, drink that as well. I took that home. Well, the white oh, the one. white one, then. Yeah. The white one's here. <coughs> Volbier Hell. It's got a nice little moustache thing on it. Look at that with some generic German people on the front. That is nice. It's got it. They've all... Oh, no, I thought they all had poppy, poppy bottle tops. Mm. That one does. Mm. I don't know. What do you think? Laurie is now drinking the green can of um, Ahoy Bros. Or a Hodge Browse. Well, Laurie needs to record a video. Oh, is that why he's in? <laughs> That's what I meant. Oh, <laughs> I did think, why did Laurie come down? Uh, so so what we should do is, do we have to have an outro? Um, Can everyone just... Dis- let's, let's just... Let's just or a very short outro. We can do a very short outro. Maybe I'll do like an Agony Arts. Okay, uh, we'll so do an Agony Arts and we'll do a couple of jokes. Uh, but anyway, we're going to dive into the show now. It's, uh, they're short jokes. We'll dive into the show now, uh, talking about what we can do to make Raw better. Here is the show. Ollie, stop rustling. So, WWE Raw. Oh, yeah. It's been a rough two weeks. And the more, one of the most depressing things, I would say, the, the thing that got me really depressed the night after Survivor Series was how they set up the next two to three months of programming and feuds and storylines, you know, which would sort of come round to early next year before the Royal Rumble, and all of it was uninspiring. Your main event is a Baron Corbin Braun Strowman feud. The Did- tag division is based on Drake Maverick peeing himself. As much as, as Nia Jax had some great heat. But they've they've flattened that out with yeah. Tamina. Isn't that amazing? How they had like legit, real life heel heat with Nia Jax that they then turned into wrestling heat. And yet, when she came out on Raw this week, everyone saw it. Eh. Mm. It's similar to another, like one of the real big casualties of this creative lull is Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins, one of the most. Just brilliant feuds, uh, complex, psychologically deep storylines that was going in the company. And then the Monday after Survivor Series, it was like completely different characters. And yeah, real life heat or a real life, you know, underpinning with Roman Reigns getting diagnosed with leukemia has given way to Dean Ambrose being a germaphobe. Yeah, vaccinations in the butt. Um, it, it has been a really bad couple of weeks abroad. You see the Observer, that's called the breakdown of the hourly ratings mm, when yeah, they were low. yeah they yes low summer they were yeah. low. <laughs> low. It was like a, a big big drop off from hour one to hour three, which is standard. But it was the second lowest hour three, I believe, of the year, um, and that thus ever, and thus ever, because the other one was like a, a holiday show, mm-hmm. and the other sort of startling fact about it was that it was like the, when they announced that it was Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin, it almost actively made people tune out because what you tend to find is that hour one does well or at least, you know, well in WWE terms. Bit of a drop-off in hour two, but some people tend to return for hour three because they've hyped up something that people want to see in hour three. 
not this time. They saw what it was and they were like, I'll, I'll go find mm. my entertainment elsewhere, thanks. And the one I found most interesting was the giant drop-off in the second hour of um, Teenage Girls. Uh, the teenage female audience turned off in massive numbers in hour two. And apparently you cannot pinpoint exactly where it is, but Dave was like, my gut feeling would be the Bobby Roode's AOP match. Yeah, just a stab in the dark. Just a stab in the dark. Maybe a guy pissing on a robe. That was but no one finds funny apart from Vince McMahon. Yeah. So I would say let's start from the top because Raw doesn't really have a main event because you, you could say, oh, well, it's Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin ahead of their match at TLC. Well, Braun Strowman's not going to be there for four weeks or something. He might even miss TLC. So how? let's start with the top. How do we fix the main event? Well, okay, so Raw's biggest issue that it's got currently, in my eyes, particularly in the main event scene, is that they have put all of their egg, they put all their eggs into a Roman-shaped basket. That was their big plan, was we've got this Roman-shaped basket, we're putting all of our eggs into here. While they were doing that, accidentally, this Braun Strowman basket grew. And they're like, oh, okay, well, let's put some of our eggs into that as well because he is getting over and we can do something with him. Perhaps we can get these two big baskets and we'll make them have a basket match. And that'll be great. But now both of those baskets are gone. And so your main event scene is no one. It's Baron Corbin. Like that's all of a sudden you're looking at it like, God, your top heel is Baron Corbin. How did that happen? Raw is being built around Baron Corbin at the moment. Which... Which, um, you know, like, yeah, that's that's what WWE have seen. But if you asked me when this happened, I would have gone, no, 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 your, your top heel's Drew McIntyre. <laughs> you, you've been building him up. You made him, like, decisively beat Kurt Angle just the other week. Why isn't Drew McIntyre number one? Because oh, we're not ready to pull that trigger yet, I oh. guess. But that's, okay, and that's the other side of this, is because of the Roman Reigns basket unfortunately being diagnosed with leukaemia, they've put the belt back onto Brock. Which means there's no longer a title on Raw anymore. Mm. Which means, again, everyone's sort of fighting for nothing. And that's why the main storyline of Raw is about who is going to be the GM. Luke, we're being positive here. We, we're constructive <laughs> well, no, criticism. Absolutely. So how are we going to fix it? Oh, fix solutions. It. Solutions. A, get the belt back onto Raw. Get the, ah, be- get the belt off okay, Brock. Realistic, <laughs> realistic solutions. That's that not going to happen that is until a Rumble. Rea- like, well, e- okay, at Rumble then, get the belt off him. Yes. Like, if you're looking at this situation in the moment, you're like, well, let's get the belt back on Raw as quickly as possible. Mm. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I think that's, even in our fantasy booking, <laughs> we can't book that. And I think everything from Royal Rumble onwards is going to be okay. Uh, you, well, like, of course it is, because you're building it into WrestleMania. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, when they start trying... So until then, out of the people who aren't injured or or just off TV for whatever reason, who what what are you going to build that main event around? Drew McIntyre, I would say, is that is your lead heel, and you position that main event faction around Drew. You don't have Drew as Baron's lackey. You have Baron Corbin trying to please Drew all the time. That's the way that power dynamic should be. So, Bobby yes. Lashley, put him somewhere else. He doesn't fit in this. No. None of them fit with each other. I, as much as I thought it was a bit of a Franken pairing, Dolph Ziggler, bring back Dolph Ziggler to be in this Drew McIntyre faction as well. Have him as Drew's lackey. Uh, and they're all going against, uh, I guess you can't have Seth Rollins because he's with the Ambrose feud, unfortunately. Well, that's the, that's our, mm. our second issue we've got here is we have no top baby faces because our number one and two baby faces on Raw are now both not here. And there was no number three. Well, there is a number three. It's Seth Rollins, but he's busy elsewhere. And so there was no number four. I guess you could say that it was Finn, but Finn's been completely flattened out. He's 
he's got no momentum whatsoever. There's Elias. Yeah. And Elias is good in his role. I like Elias. I'm a big, big fan of mm. Elias. And I think that actually he's taken to this face role much better than I thought he would do. Yeah. But I'm not sure it's he's ready to be like our number one baby face on Raw. Bray Wyatt. I don't think he's the only answer I can think of. At least he'd be fresh. Like yeah. that—that's the thing, and that was the point I was going to make. Is that, and we talked about this before, I think, on the Wrestle Ramble, where the problem with the Raw scene at the moment is that everyone does feel stale and flattened out because that—I think—that was their aim in 2018 was to sort of just make sure no one got over. So really, the only answer was to either bring back someone, i.e., Bray Wyatt, or NXT call-up that you insert straight into the main event scene, not Lars Sullivan. Mm. being monster heel I'm talking about someone like a Matt Riddle or a Keith mm. Lee or uh, you know bring up Adam bring up the Undisputed Era as sort of like this new shot but, uh, yeah, you, want, you want baby you want a baby faces, you want again. baby faces so Alistair Black. Matt Riddle would be perfect unfortunately yeah. I think for some bizarre reason they want to polish all the rawness rawness off him ironically <laughs> for, a, yeah. for a show called yeah. Raw yeah so, so yeah Alistair Black someone like that um, Alistair Black would be a great idea yeah. man it's after Survivor Series you've just had your your top star that you built the whole company around out indefinitely, Braun's out. Your next guy. So yeah, just bring, just call someone up. It's not like you haven't got. There's too much talent in NXT. <laughs> no, if anything, it will actually help them out in NXT because yeah. you've got too many top guys down here. NXT's got the complete opposite problem of Raw. There's too many top people down in NXT. So bring one of them up. Instantly insert them into a main event position. Yeah. You've then got your new number one babyface. And people might go, ah, oh, but you need to build these people up on the main roster. Look at the Shield. Absolutely. Literally, absolute bloody exactly. TLC 2012 was when they had their first match. And they, I mean, it wasn't the main event, but like they were, in they the arrived and then some. Exactly, and they were in the ring instantly with the top guys in yeah. the in the company. Ryback. And they, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, Ryback, <laughs> <laughs> Sheamus, all these top guys. Um, so yeah, like you just bring them in instantly, establish themselves as main eventers, and the crowd will buy into them as main eventers. The Nexus are another example of that. Mm. Of they were like seven absolute jabronis. Like with the exception of Brian and Barrett, I would argue I like Gabriel and what? Well, yes, but when you they, they were like never they were well. never presented mm. on NXT as stars. No, no, no. With the exception as, of no. Barrett, really, and Brian by accident, they didn't want him to yeah. be, but the crowd wanted him to be a star. So aside from those two, the rest of them were jabronis. But they did one segment on Raw, and instantly I was like, "What a threat!" They uh, they came off as an incredible, legit threat. Yeah, now's the time to do it. Like you've got this, you've got all these problems that have happened. So just just shake it up. There's no way it can be worse than what you've got. So here's my other here's my other suggestion. Another place where you have all of this incredible talent that the last couple of pay per views we've come back and said, "Blimey, those guys are great." It's 205 Live. Feature you've on got, Raw. You've got a stacked roster of fantastic wrestlers. Like really, really top-class wrestlers. Uh, like the, the Luchadors are some of the best wrestlers in the world in terms of high-flying. Why not just go, okay, this whole thing's kind of gone. You've, we've got Lucha House Party over here now as well. Let's just have the 205 Live division on Tuesdays. That's its own show. But all the other guys, like or Wednesdays, whatever it is, your top guys, Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali, Noam Dar, they can start to compete in the Intercontinental title picture. I mean, dude, it's, it's, it, it, seems, it seems like a crazy idea. but really, And actually, 
you're better use of 205 Live. Do you see where 205 Live came in the uh, top mm. uh, for the ratings this week on the network? 14th. Wow. Like, it was outdrawn by lots of things. Like, old pay-per-views. <laughs> I don't think it was an old pay-per-view this time. But, like, yeah, 14th. As well, it's meant to be, like, your your big Wednesday night deal with NXT and NXT UK. No one's asked. Mm. And Raw... When... 205 Live first started, the idea was that they would feature on Raw to build interest so people would then want to watch 205 Live on Tuesdays on the network. An okay idea. That, it's a great idea. Yeah. An absolutely great idea. The problem was, instantly, they got bored of it and was like, let's just treat it like a joke and not bother building anything on Raw. So they're just there to fill time. Mm. So rather than do that, brought them back on Raw, but don't use it as filler. Use it as, let's guarantee, if you tune into Raw, you're going to see an amazing Cruiserweight match. Yeah. Like, to, to kick off the show, or at the end of hour one, you're always going to see a kick-ass cruiserweight match. You've got three hours. I know. You've got three hours. You're telling me it's a risk to just let these guys go out there for 10, 15 minutes, the occasional one goes 20, and they have a pay-per-view caliber match, which all of those guys can do yep. very, very competently. Mm-hmm. And you, their whole gimmick at the moment on 205 Live is taking disinterested people, waiting for the SmackDown Dark main event... Although the schedule's changed, I guess. but And then making them interested. And they do it quite a lot. And so, I, think, yeah. I think that will change again. Once Mixed Match Challenge is out of the way, I'd imagine 205 Live will go back to being on Tuesdays, taped after SmackDown. Which well, I, That's uh, the name. Right, well, it's such you a stupid name. It's so stupid. Uh, so the way I would do this, I wouldn't just have them in as like, here is a like a, an exhibition match to see what you can get for 205 Live. I would I would have them as legit yeah. mid-card contenders. Storylines. Dean Ambrose costs Seth Rollins the belt. That is a feud that I have come to think maybe Seth doesn't need that belt. Maybe, especially now Brock's gone away, like just have Seth and Dean as this blood feud. Let the Intercontinental picture create a whole new dimension on raw yeah i agree and I, it, it's a it's a feud that doesn't need a belt and it frees up seth like as great as the intercontinental belt is and seth has done really cool things with it like i he's a he's a top tier guy I, and i want to see him in the mix with brock lesnar and, and yeah. braun Strowman. like when you're looking at the feud like the the promos that dean's cutting when he's got his butt hanging out and he's you know standing sitting in front of like you know bins and whatnot do you ever like hear those feelings like God? He really wants to win the IC belt. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, he, he just yeah, it's he wants to. Doesn't need it. He wants to be upset. It's got nothing to do with the belt. The belt is literally there as a prop, mm. but it's not even a prop you're fighting for. So it's it may as well just be a ring post. So yeah, so make it into a story element. Have Ambrose cost runs. Yeah, and then, it, this was never about the belt. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't and, say and it almost makes him more vicious. That you're like, oh man, he doesn't care about the belt. He just wants yeah. to be upset. That would in, that would require a complicated character, though. Maybe just get rid of the belt. Oh, you sneezed on it. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I would change. Um, oh yeah, I would vacate the Intercontinental title. Have a tournament at 205 Live. Glad you love a tournament, don't you? Have a tournament. I think that's a nice way to get through those cold, dark winter months. No footballs, though. You don't need to try. <laughs> uh, so the other thing, because we haven't talked about the women's division. And as great as the women, if, like when you look at WWE overall, you're like, wow, that's a good women's division. Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Ronda. And then you're like, huh, actually, that's just three people and they're split across two brands. Mm-hmm. So turn Sasha Banks heel. Yep. And then have her in the mix. Like, why is <laughs> Sasha not in, like, having matches with Ronda and costing Ronda matches mm-hmm. and beating up Bailey? It just, how has Sasha never properly been a heel? Outside of team team bad or whatever, 
you you're absolutely right that's a baffling question really isn't it and considering that we've spent i, I feel like we spent almost the first half of the year going like god that sasha banks heel turns coming soon though isn't it it's got to be coming soon it's taken a while but at least we'll get we'll get there the or, banks turn. oh no th- actually i think it's, it's bailey that's turning heel no no i don't think either of them are turn heel no, they're friends again. What was that all about? Yeah. Like, it was a waste of time. And my only thing, my only other note I had to try and make Raw seem like a, a more fun show to watch, a more enjoyable show, a show worthwhile tuning in for, is to make something of the tag team division. Like, you have these tag belts, you have these guys. Make the, I suppose the problem with Raw, in terms of its tag team division, is that there's only one legitimate team in there which is AOP. But even now, they don't seem like a, a legit team anymore because they've got a pissing manager. Not a pissing manager isn't like a bloody manager. No, it's, he's a manager that pisses all the time. So you've got Bobby Roode and Chad Gables' Franken team and then no one else. Hmm. So if like if uh, the, the Revival are a, a, one of the best teams in the company, flattened out. And then it's the B team, Hisao and Rhino, and NXT call-up. They've got so many tag teams down there that are doing sweet FA because... The Undisputed Era are kind of like dominating the scene. So use one of them, bring them up, make some new challenges. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Breaking. 
if you're wondering to yourself, what the heck is a crap gimmick? Well, that's a section we do here each and every Saturday on the Wrestle Ramble, where you, the Swaft Nation, submit to us your crap gimmicks, and then we, the owners and bookers of Crap Gimmick Wrestling, will decide if it's crap enough to sign to our roster or to our underdevelopmental contracts. And you, we go through them. We've got a big backlog of them at the moment. We're still in July. If you want to email in your suggestion, it's Luke at WrestleTalk.com. That's Luke at WrestleTalk.com. And one of the fun things about us having such a backlog mm. is that I can almost put a time date, time date, on when we sat down and we did an episode of Wrestle Ramble where we said, we need more baby faces. We keep, right. we keep getting heels submitted to us because when I was going through the emails, it was all like, you asked for a baby face, you asked for a baby face, you asked for a baby face. So... We've got lots of baby faces this week. Thank you for obliging us, Swath yes. Nation. Uh, this one first from Blair Davis, sent in on July 26th. Hey, Luke and Ollie, you've both mentioned wanting more baby faces in your crap gimmick locker room, but also making heels seems to be easier and more interesting. So I'm going to pull a WWE music video and attempt to give you the best of both worlds. His name is the Pats fan. In case you don't get it, it's a reference to the New England Patriots football team. It's American football team for sure. you and I. The character is laden with seemingly endless Patriots merchandise, jean shorts, a beer belly, and a five o'clock shadow he just can't seem to find the time to shape up. He comes to the ring to insert popular Boston bands and cuts loud promos in this very grating New England accent about how the only region in the world worth his time and money is New England. He loves his chowder, his Fenway Franks, and he carries a portrait of Tom Brady with him that he will use behind the referee's back to win matches. When CGW inevitably goes overseas, he tells the world, he tells tells crowds across the world that the only football is American football, clearly healing it up. However, when he makes his entrance in Boston, Connecticut, Rhode Island, or New Hampshire, he receives a hero's welcome and he talks of how great it is to be home. His moves are, of course, New England themed with a triple powerbomb known as the Boston Marathon, a diving headbutt called the Touchdown, and two interchangeable finishing submissions, one being a Mexican surfboard he calls the 26th Mile, and a dragon sleeper he calls Deflate Gate. Patriots fans have been noted several times as the most annoying fans in American football, by anyone who isn't a Patriots fan. So I thought the suggestion might play into the fun local hero who everyone else thinks is annoying. Thanks, guys. Hope you like my suggestion. That's Blair, possibly from New England. Uh, P.S. If you don't like it, my wife will divorce me. Do you want that blood on your hands? Wow. Stakes. Well, he's not getting signed. (laughs) I do want the blood. Uh, This is... I mean... You've given us a heel, is what you've done. You've, you, I guess you've captured the Bret Hart, I'm a facing Canada, and yeah. the UK, but a heel in America. But just done a very specific localised version of that, where it's just in one town. I would argue that most most fans, sorry, most wrestlers get cheered in their hometown, regardless of heel or face. The Miz does. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah. And, and plus, this isn't a... I'm familiar with the Flategate and the New England Patriots. But uh, I think a lot of these references have gone over my head. Mm. Sports. On to the next one, unless yeah. you've got any thoughts. Well, uh, the only thing I could imagine, he'd look, he sounds like he looks like the Beer City Bruiser. So we haven't got anyone that looks like that on the roster. At least I don't think we have. Silver linings. Silver linings. This is the optimism episode. Exactly. Maka DK on July 28th sends in the zookeeper, who is a baby face that tries to keep control of the locker room and only refers to wrestlers as their animal nicknames, if they have any, such as the big dog or the animal. If there is a big brawl in the locker room, you'll always see him trying to break it up by catching one of them with a net, which usually breaks if he gets them. His finisher is a sleeper hold, so uh, once he wins the matches, he can say, name of the opponent has just been contained. 
His favorite matches are steel cage or hell in a cell matches because he feels nostalgic to his time at the zoo whenever he could have, uh, whenever he would be able to calm down wild animals. This is why he would always start out a match by trying to calm down his opponents like Chris Pratt in Jurassic World, but obviously that never works out for him. He would have some Jake the Snake moments where he brings out actual animals to do his dirty work or use a tranquilizer dart to help him with his sleeper hold. If he isn't in a feud, you could always cut to video packages about him talking about how much work he does for organizations like Wildfare, Wildlife Conservation Society or other animal related charities. Even if this isn't very good, I still want to say thank you guys for getting me into wrestling in the first place and keeping me enjoy it. Have a great day. Well, that, that's good to hear that you're into wrestling, that we did a, a small thing because of that. Uh, but I would say that writing they're a baby face does not make it a baby face character. That's a heel. That is a heel. That's a heel character. That's 100% Breaking up backstage brawls. Yeah. Using tranquilizer darts in sleeper holds. Yeah, that's a heel. That's heel heat. I guess he gives to charity at the end. <laughs> I was going to say, that was, that was his... I, I forgot that he was a baby face. And then at the end of it, it was like, why would a heel give to charity? <laughs> it was the NRA. <laughs> oh, dear. And then finally from Matthew Willis, also on July 28th. My real name is Matthew Willis, and I've been watching you guys for two years now. You two and the Divas Revolution have gotten my wife into wrestling. Well, I've been a fan since the NWO was still a thing. He said Divas Revolution. Well, it might well have started off as the Divas Revolution, didn't it? hate speech now. (laughs) You're not allowed to say that. Also, imagine being, like, that's what got you into women's wrestling, where they were just, like, Stephanie McMahon came out and was like, you are going to go over here, now you're going to go over here, you can be friends with this one, and then you're all going to fight. Must be very (laughs) self-loathing if that's what gets you into stuff. But he has suggested Matthew, the Redeemer, Alexander. Initially working with his older brother Christoph as a tag team called the Gems. They constantly lose week after week. After a month of losses, Matthew starts getting angrier and angrier with Christoph as his mistakes are constantly what makes his team lose. It all culminates after a loss makes them lose and Matthew gets into Christoph's face. After calming down and apologizing to Christoph, the script flicks, flips, and Chris attacks Matthew, having it turned out that he was losing on purpose to see Matthew get beaten down every week. He proceeds to demolish him, throwing him through steps, tables, beating him with stairs, and finishing up throwing him through the announcer's table. This sends Matthew out with an injury. After two weeks of mocking Matthew for being weak, Christoph challenges him to the following pay-per-view, which is accepted without Matthew showing up. On the pay-per-view, Matthew comes out in his new gimmick, The Redeemer. Bent on saving his his brother from his sins, Matthew wins the match and proceeds to do the same damage to Christoph that Chris did to him in a fully recreated mirror attack. After the beatdown, Matthew drags Chris to the center of the ring and sprays a Celtic cross on his chest, claiming that he has been redeemed. This gimmick has Matthew becoming a questionable babyface that inserts himself into other wrestler drama, saving them when they're being jumped and attacking heels from behind and destroying them, always finishing these heel always finishing these heel-redeeming attacks by performing the heel's own finisher on them and completing a redemption ceremony showing his unhinged status. From here, he can go beat down a load of heels to make it blah, blah, blah. I uh, hope you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, it's not really a crap gimmick. It's just it's, like it's, a, it's, it's it's a, a gimmick, gimmick. With, a, with a good fantasy, but I really like the... I don't think I've ever seen that in a tag team mm. where they were intentionally losing to see them get worked over. Yeah. I like that. And that, like, that's not a bad gimmick. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the problem. You've fallen into a trap here. You've thought it's bad. What you've done is actually do something that's quite good. Yeah. There's no puns. <laughs> no one looks ridiculous in this storyline. No. I'm you afraid. completely missed the brief, sir. Yeah. 
I don't, there's no one getting signed this no week. No one is getting signed this week, I'm afraid. Not even into an underdevelopmental contract. Do you want to just shake hands? No, I don't. No, I don't. And if you want to submit any questions to the mailbag, all you have to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers over on Patreon and donate at any dollar amount and then leave your question in the community area in our Patreon page. Hope you all enjoyed the uh, review we did of NXT TakeOver Toronto. We had a bloody good laugh recording that. Especially when it was so close to war games. It was interesting to see how far NXT has come in just two years. years. (sighs) And that's not saying Toronto's, Toronto's an excellent show. But this year's War Games was just, just otherworldly. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So our first question here comes from Alex Vaughan. Hey, guys, I've been wondering this lately and want your view on it. NXT call-ups are approaching as we begin to enter WrestleMania season. Are we, in, are we entering into WrestleMania I season just yet? I guess Road to WrestleMania that's, is kind of that's Royal January. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, maybe. Uh, so with that in mind, who do you see flourishing on the main roster, if anyone at all? People like Elias, who didn't really succeed in NXT, have been pretty successful. Do you think anyone currently developmental would be able to follow in his footsteps? Thanks in advance, Alex. It's an interesting observation that you, if you're no good in NXT, not no good, but like if, you, if you're if you not a featured person at the top of NXT, you'll likely do better. But I guess no way Jose hasn't really done anything. Go go and look at the picture of No Way Jose on his uh, wrestling theme cover. You know, like on YouTube. Oh, right, have, yeah, yeah. He looks scared. <laughs> Someone pointed that on Reddit. It made me laugh a lot. Yeah. Uh, but the it's kind of the, I know this isn't going to go well, that kind of look. I am Adam Rose 2.0. Yeah, I think Lars Sullivan will do well because he's big. Yeah, he's, got, he's getting set for a super push and he is big, so he's likely going to do fine. Um, it's been a bad year for NXT call-ups. Uh, I think it's safe to say, I'm, I'm willing to, if you're wanting to correct me if I've forgotten anyone, but none of the NXT call-ups this year have been successful. No. No, no, no. No. Not at all. Ember Moon, AOP. Uh, Andrade. Andrade. Sanity. Sanity. Yep. Christ. Iconics. Nikki Cross for a hot second. <laughs> yeah, that didn't, that didn't count. No. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that it's, uh, nothing's happened. Uh, so are there? I any- mean, AOP are tag team champions. Yeah. Here is what I would. Well, yeah, well, quite. Here is what I would say. I think that undisputed era will be fine when they go up to the main roster, because I really see the undisputed era as a Triple H project, and the same way that the Shield were a Triple H project, that he was able to protect and convince them that they were going to be a big deal. I can almost see the Undisputed Era getting that same treatment. Also, it's a faction. If there's one thing that Triple H likes, if you're a faction, you're fine. Tell that to Sanity. I mean... Yeah, but, they, if, but they weren't a Triple H project. Yeah, they were. They, they were an NXT project. They were not like... like When I say... Triple H came up with that gimmick like years ago when he saw Seven Aces or whatever that movie is. Smoking Aces. Smoking Aces. Did it really? Yes. Crikey. Then he made a little cool logo <laughs> for <laughs> logo it. for them and I'll give it to them. Right. Don't worry, I'm not coming down for lunch just yet. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, uh, what I mean is I see... And Asuka, that- like Asuka, there is no one oh, who yeah. was more of a Triple H project. Not, not part of a faction and that's, that was her problem. She needed to be out with like Io Shirai and like all together that's what they needed to be. No, I, I, I really look at the Undisputed Era and just like you can see Triple H's fingerprints all over it. And I can almost see him like pitching, like this is our new DX, this is going to be our new mm, top faction, yeah. this is our new shield, and and he'll do his best. Like sanity, there's only so far you can go with them, I suppose. And Vince just took the one look at him and was like, no. 
Undisputed Era aren't the most vertically gifted people. Adam Cole's quite tall, isn't he? I don't think so. No? No, no, no. Tall, tall. In real life, I think he'll come up to about here. No way! Yeah, yeah. How tall is he? I don't know. Um, But people tell me that Apollo Crews is six foot one, (laughs) when he's quite evidently... So he is. Uh, he's got a build height of six foot. I would be surprised if that's the case. Oh, so that's far too small for Vince. Yeah. That's that's a regular person height. Yeah. yeah. Tall as Lars Sullivan. He's like six eight, isn't he? He's the same height as Keith Lee. I can tell you that much because they stood uh, grief, eye Keith to Lee's eye. Enormous. Yeah. But he's only built as six three. No way is Adam Cole three inches shorter than Lars Sullivan. I told you he was tall. At least be consistent with it. <laughs> told you he was tall. Uh, Alex, Dr- um, Alex Dura, Marcel Dura has emailed in. Hi, Luke slash Ollie slash Laurie. Who do you think is worse, Stephanie or Shane? Stephanie. Stephanie. Next. But a toast <laughs> ask. If you could pick one WWE superstar, either current or past, who has never wrestled anywhere but WWE, WWF, and WCW to... Um, okay. If you could pick one WWE superstar from the past who's never been in New Japan or ROH, who would it be? Yeah, that's that's a more succinct way of putting that question. Yeah. Uh, who's never wrestled in New Japan? Who could do the best in New Japan out of the bunch? You got any thoughts? Because yeah, the New Japan and ROH styles are very similar. Yeah, ROH is essentially strong style in America. Especially because I've got to try and think like because it's past and present, so I'm trying to go through some names. But like that sort of New Japan style, when you think like when I go past, who would fit into that? Most of them had done New Japan in mm. like the 90s. Um, so yeah, who would be? It's like people like The Rock wouldn't fit in. No, Austin wouldn't fit in. Uh, but, you know, like Goldberg with his MMA influence. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, The Undertaker. Yeah. I, I think was, uh, The Undertaker could have had, like, you see how they present evil in New Japan? Actually, and, that's a great show. Undertaker could sort of be supernatural dead man, but really embrace that MMA offense that he uses mm-hmm. in a, like a, <laughs> an Undertaker-Suzuki match <laughs> in, like, the mid-noughties. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's my pick. Yeah, that's a good shout. God, you're good at this. This is why they pay you the big bucks. Um, I'm going to say um, The Undertaker. Uh, <laughs> that guy who wants to support says, Yo, hello everyone in the Swap Nation universe, and hello Ollie, Luke, and Laurie. Because it's so good being the bad guy, just ask Adam Pacitti, who are your top five heel wrestlers in the world at the moment? Keep on breathing and being awesome, sending lots of love and support and spiritual high fives. Number one, Tommaso Ciampa. Number, Number two, two, Sammy, Sammy Callahan. Callahan. Number three, Walter. Oh yeah, great show. Number four. It's too... It's too I've got to think too much now. I can mm. give you an easy top three. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Baron Corbin. God. Brock Lesnar's a pretty decent heel. Because, like, everyone legit hates him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's quite something. Yeah, yeah. And I would say Suzuki when he gets into sadistic mode. When he's not playing up to the crowd. Well, that, I was going to say. Sit, nah, I'm going to slap the chest. That's what I would say. Yeah. My, my Yeah, my argument against picking Suzuki is that I think that he does like to play up to the crowd. Like, when we saw him, uh, like... When it was Suzuki Goon versus Aussie Open yeah. at Rev Pro, like he, that whole match was built around him chasing Kyle Fletcher and everyone wanting to see that. I think that's Suzuki in house show mode, but New Japan Suzuki is mm. is is a lot more sadistic and he doesn't really do that stuff. Oh, I'd say um Zach. Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, Zack's good. Because he's a proper little prick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Noah Trombley asks, uh, Hello, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie, and the entire and the entire Swap Nation. My question is, 
why do you think WWE resents people who get themselves over so much? It just seems so damaging that they would rather bury those people than fail at pushing their own person, and I feel that WWE knows this. Love all the hard work that you do. Mm. It's, it is... I mean, this is a... I think it's very deep. Uh, I think the McMahons and the people in control of WWE like to think they know more about wrestling than anyone. And they they know a hell of a lot. I, I like they they've got the biggest comp they've won. They won. They they won the wrestling game. Yeah, pretty much. Uh they they certainly know more than I do, more than Luke does mm-hmm. by by just ungodly amounts. Leaps and bounds. Yeah. But they don't know everything. And I think when people get over by themselves the the management see that and are like well that they kind of come up with reasons against why that should be that this new thing is successful like oh well you know it's just the chant that's over or it's that one town yeah it's that one place when really if you're smart and you want to just make you want to give as many guys chances as possible because you want to make as many top stars as possible because that will make you the most money you just give everyone a chance and you go with those organic moments and you push people who are getting over not put them in geek storylines with Eva Marie <laughs> and John Cena. I... So, talking about Zack Ryder. I would say that... Um, I, I always wondered this myself. as like, well, why why didn't they push Zack Ryder? Like, he was so over with the crowd. He, like, he organically got himself over. Why didn't they go with it? And then Paul Heyman did an interview with Steve Austin on his podcast. And as soon as he told this story, I was like, oh, that's why then. He tells the story that if Vince sneezes during a meeting, that meeting is over. Because Vince McMahon hates sneezing because it's something he can't control. It's something that his body does against his will. And Vin, uh, Paul Heyman was like, told the story. He was like, I had him in the palm of my hands. I was telling him my six-month plan for SmackDown. He was buying into everything, and he sneezed, and that was it. He just, I'd lost him. He wouldn't listen to anything that I said after that. If Vince McMahon can't control something, he doesn't want it. And if someone gets themselves over, that's not a Vince choice. So I don't want it. Yeah, it's uh, Zack Ryder is a sneeze. That's a very, very good analogy yeah. for for what is probably a deeper mind. Got, got. You, is, yeah, this, yeah, is this now the is, this is now the oh, uh, Gutgata Hofbrod 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 um, okay, let's have this one right here. This sort of comes in from Vacant, um, because Agony Arts requests always are. Hi guys, recently I've been feeling very lonely and with most of my mates distancing themselves from me, uh, and my attempts to make new friends ended up becoming the third wheel to a third wheel. I was wondering if you could tell me there's a place where I could talk to. Uh, I don't know. Over 3,000 people who also like WrestleTalk, where we could talk about all sorts, as well as take part in sorts of fantasy weekly booking warfare games, in addition to being able to compete in, in pay-per-view prediction contests, where the winner gets a golden name, where the Swap Nation predictions contest, and the loser is memed into whatever people want, or is forced 
forced to cut a promo or sing it. It would be cool if this place might even let me interact <laughs> with all the rest of Talk team, including Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and Andy Danson, and all the other writers and stuff. Oh, wait, you can do that and all more in WrestleTalk Discord server. Go join our Discord server. Seamless and plug. That's from Ewan, obviously. Well done, Ewan. Well done, indeed. <coughs> if uh, it's a third wheel to a third wheel, you've got a car. That's why Laurie doesn't isn't allowed on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he is. It's just you don't listen to those episodes. <laughs> um, right. Uh, oh, actually, now that you're here, uh, there was an, an email I forgot to do on the podcast that you were here for, uh, Ollie. Mm. Um, so we started a bit of a segment last week where people are sending in their conspiracy theories. So someone had sent in a theory that Vince McMahon told Nia Jax to punch Becky Lynch in the face and then got the doctors to tell her that she was concussed and was not allowed to wrestle as a way to get Charlotte over. Uh, We've got another conspiracy theory in from here. Hi, Luke, Ollie and Laurie. On the NXT review, you and Laurie talked about whether Nia punching Becky was intentional or not. You guys also talked about Nia being a very nice person. See, I don't personally know Nia. Uh, In the past, there have been stories about her not being that nice backstage. Do you guys remember earlier this year, Nia said that Alexa Bliss was getting pushed because she was sleeping with the higher-uppers, and all of a sudden she left WWE for two to three weeks because of not getting pushed? See, I believe this conspiracy theory. And not only that, Jericho has said that it was not a worked punch what do you guys think yeah well I've, I've already been quite clear i don't think she intended to punch becky i think it was unintentional she's just bad <laughs> she's just a bad wrestler sometimes because she was called up too early and she's green uh i i, I haven't heard the thing about oh yeah that yeah no that was uh, earlier this year she was like liking comments on instagram that was suggesting that alexa bliss was sleeping around in order to get a push but weren't they feuding yes but she was the baby face it's a yeah that was that that was the thing about it and when i spoke to people with insider knowledge they also said that they have heard that there was a bit of there is a genuine real life hatred between the two of them because they used to be they were they, thieves. yeah they they were like the best of mates but now they are not and they do not like each other anymore mm. but he he did clarify that could just be me getting worked as well yeah. like by by the boys in the back um let's have a quick joke here from Connor Kieran two whales are sitting um try that again two whales are smiling in the ocean a father and his son his son asks, where did i come from the father replies my penis son the son is surprised but then thanks his dad for the knowledge your whale comes son came his reply what it probably works better written down you're well welcome right yeah i don't think whales sounds enough like well yeah, it is. Oh, a, it, yeah. Okay. How much? Hmm, this one comes from Daniel Bellinger. How much does a Cockney pay for shampoo? Pan ten. Uh, but that is all we've got time for. I am tripping over packaging all over the wazoo and picking up dry bits of pasta. Yeah, Marcel, uh, you've killed you absolutely a have. lot of sea life, I think, with <laughs> the amount of packaging here. But we are so, so thankful for it. Thank you very, very much for all of your gifts. It's been wonderful. What a fun day of unboxing. We'll be back next week with the Raw review on Tuesday and the SmackDown review on Wednesday. Uh, have a good weekend, everyone. See you later. I love you. Goodbye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.